going on it is the defiant ones backstage here at washington hall iconic historic venue here in seattle and we have rocky romero one of the members of rapongi vice or yes. formerly rapongi vice are you still a thing sometimes 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 okay. when it's beneficial nice. to getting title shots or something yeah then, yeah we come together and uh you know part of best friends slash chaos yeah I'm, 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 I'm part of a lot of groups yeah, absolutely We've got man. a lot of tag team partners a lot of people who uh, love me and or hate me. Yeah. Yeah, I've been through the cycle a okay. few times. Yeah. Nice, man. Well, let's just jump right in and talk to some talk about something that, you know, people might not always talk about in, in wrestling interviews. So you're like a beat maker and a music producer, right? Yes. Okay, so... <laughs> you're using those words very kindly. Sure. Yes, yes. Well, we're in a studio here with... We got gold. I saw that. We got yeah. gold Sir Mix-A-Lot Records. Like, this is a mecca of Seattle hip-hop for Zulu Nation, for Seattle Zulu, and, and for, like, the Massive Monkeys breakdancing crew. So, like, this okay, is... Okay, I didn't know we were in, like... In yeah. A, that's super cool. Yeah, so I wanted to just straight up and ask about, like, what got you into, you know, doing that kind of stuff, and, like, how long... Uh, do, does that go like how when how far back how far how far back does <laughs> okay. that go yeah, your yeah. your history with like beat making and producing and whatnot? So like when I was in a uh, uh, when I was a kid, I was in like church choir. So okay. I think that's kind of like where music kind of started for yeah. me, and then uh, which is pretty commonplace I think for people, right? Uh, and then obviously like I was all about uh, you know my I, I wanted to be a professional wrestler more than anything yeah and then i think if i wasn't doing professional wrestling then i i would have tried to become like maybe like a director or some sort yeah. of like some kind of thing, something with film or tv or something with cinema and uh but then you know i still had this love of you know making music and and stuff so when I was living in Mexico, I was working for AAA and I had quite a bit of downtime. So during the weekend, I had nothing to do and no outlet because I wasn't really being fulfilled yeah. in the art of wrestling mm -hmm. uh, when I was working for AAA. So I, uh, I, I, I downloaded this thing called Fruity Loops. Yeah. And, you know, straight up like stolen pack, you know, yeah. and uh, did not pay for it. Sorry, Fruity Loops. Uh, pay for it for now, though. But, <laughs> uh, but uh, I, yeah, I downloaded a cracked one and uh, and I just started making beats from there. And I had no idea how to make beats. Uh, you know, I had I was in a couple of bands as well when I was like in uh, high school. So like I you were I, in bands. What bands? I mean, there weren't known bands. Let's, let's say the names. What are the names? <laughs> one was called like Corner Class. And okay. then I don't know what the other one was just kind of, we didn't have a name. We just kind of like jammed, you know? Like rock we, bands? They were like, kind of like punk bands. Cool. You know? Yeah. Nice. Like we played like punk and, you know, we played like Sky was like in that kind of era. Okay, you sure. Know? So like. Corner is, Class. Look it up. <laughs> there's nothing that you <laughs> no, can find. No, no demo? Okay. No, no, no demo. I don't know where it is. I'd have to find it. Okay. It exists somewhere on a, on a, on a cassette tape. Yeah. yeah. But, um. Uh, so yeah, so I, 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 I written songs before, not very good ones, but I written a few. And then, so I kind of took that knowledge and then, you know, through YouTube figured out how to make beats on FL studio, then started creating music with like anybody who would make music with me yeah. which at that time was just like Marco Colleone, AKA Mark Jindrak yep. of WCW WWE fame. And, uh, and, uh, like whoever, yeah, he, he actually used to rap. So, okay. like, so he, you know, I'd make beats, he'd rap, we'd write songs. 
I don't know, we, we made probably like in one year, probably like a couple hundred songs or so, or demos or, you know, yeah. some, you know, some, a lot of them were, unco- you know, incomplete, but, uh, but yeah, we, we, uh, that's how we spent our, our like hobby time, you know, that's off rad. Time. yeah. So that's, I got into that. Then, uh, then once me and Kozlov started teaming in new yeah. Japan, then I created uh, our music, uh, our entrance music for that for the Forever Hooligans, mm-hmm. and then and then I was just like, oh, I can do this, yeah. right? So then I I started creating uh, other you know other mu- like other music for other people here and there, and then I started to uh, obviously I created the Rapungi yep. Vice theme, then the Rapungi 3K theme, yep. and then my themes. So then yeah, so then it just kind of and then from there I was like. I, I should just do like these mixtapes yeah. you know, instead of just releasing like one song because I it wasn't enough because like but I I didn't want to like be a rapper or anything I don't even no. consider myself a rapper I'm just kind of more of like a you know I don't have anybody to make music with basically I'm so you're lonesome. a utility player <laughs> so, that'll yeah, just jump so, in wherever yeah so I just started like rapping yeah. I'm not an MC or anything so I, I use that term loosely but like just to uh, you know just to you know fulfill that the rest of you know i like i like creating songs yeah you know so uh so yeah that's how i kind of got into it and uh and then i made an album yeah it's uh, called sneaky style you can check it out uh, it's fun a little album you know like wrestling related yeah hip-hop music that's cool man yeah that's so. that's awesome dude uh and and you know even if you know you haven't played concerts or whatever your music has been heard by thousands of people just in the sense that you come out to AEW, you come out to new japan there's right. thousands of people that are listening to your song that's kind of wild it's super super wild because i i didn't expect that uh any of the music that i ever made would you know, become popular amongst wrestling fans at all. And, uh, and people like love it. Like the Rapungi Vice theme, like people still, you know, everywhere I go, they're like Rapungi. They start saying the words. Super memorable. Yeah. Super memorable. Super fun. And, uh, you know, like it's just definitely giving me like a whole nother outlet of the arts, you know? And, uh, and I don't know, like it's fun to me. I wish I had more time to put into it, Mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm so busy now, but like, uh, whenever I get the chance or when somebody asks me to write them a, a theme, I'm, I, it's pretty special. And I know just because uh, I don't have the time to, you know, like the old days where I could just make a hundred songs in a summer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just try to like be a little more direct and, yeah. uh, and it's cool. Now I can, uh, you know, like there's so many ways to, uh, to write music now mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, reach out to people, hire singers yeah. and stuff like that, which is pretty fun and, and cool to do. That's awesome, man. Well, you know, you, so you were mentioning, so you, you were super into music when you were a kid and stuff, but then, you know, you were also big into wrestling. When did wrestling come into your life and what was it that, what was like your first wrestling memory? Uh, so, okay. So, uh, I grew up in LA mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and my, my parents, they would sometimes they'd work on the weekend, like on a Saturday. So they would drop me off at my grandma's house and my grandma's this old Puerto Rican lady who happened, I don't know where along the line, but you know, fell in love with wrestling. Okay. So, you know, we watched awesome. superstars. Yeah. WWF yeah. superstars every Saturday. Who was her guy? She liked Hogan. Okay. She liked Hogan. Yeah. For the most part, you know, she liked like JYD. She, she liked, um, there's a lot. I feel like she liked Hogan the most was sure. my, was my memory. And, uh, and who she, didn't, yeah, I mean, who me didn't, too. I mean, I was a Hulkamania yeah. for sure. And she was like, uh, so, you know, she, she make jello, she made okay. jello yeah. and sugar. We had sugar free ice cream. Okay. She's diabetic. So we had jello and sugar free ice cream. That was like our snack. We, you know, we'd eat that. We watched wrestling. And, uh, like I said, she's like old Puerto Rican lady. So she was like, 
a little out there as she used to like get so involved in what was going on when the you know the bad guys would do their bad guy thing she would like take off her chonclas and like throw them at the tv or like whatever (laughs) was around her so i think that that energy and that kind of like passion for for wrestling like i i was like oh this is cool like look how my grandma's acting like and it's okay to act out so you know so i feel like that was like something that was uh kind of uh, expo- I was exposed to early, which made me really kind of like love, have this love and uh, for wrestling. Yeah. So you you then probably got super deep into it right from there, right? I did. So like once you know the internet started, oh, to, you yeah. know, back in the AOL days. What are their real names? <laughs> yeah, looking up their <laughs> Michael Hickenbottom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, looking up their real names and like and and seeing kind of like peeling back the that layer and mm-hmm. kind of seeing like what was actually behind it what went into it i mean that was that then i started to become like the super fan yeah and then i was probably like 16 or so 15 or 16 when i started to realize that there's schools yep. and i was like oh i can just pay to go to this school and they can teach me how to do it oh i'll be in ecw in no time yeah. that's what i thought yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but so yeah so if I, you would have been like two years earlier you probably would have been an ecw wrestler i think right? so yeah. i think so yeah I th- you know definitely I, I definitely had big dreams as a young man not really understanding you know like it, you know it, that that it's pretty difficult to make it right but uh but i just had big dreams and i always thought like oh i'd get an ecw I'd i can see you in a tag team with chris chetty dude yeah that'd be cool <laughs> roadkill yeah there you go <laughs> yeah but um uh, so yeah, I, I, I just, uh, I know that that's kind of what my goal was. And I just figured like, oh, if I could, if I could get to Japan or yep. I could get to Mexico or I could get to, to ECW, like, I think I could make it, yes. <laughs> you know? So that was like my little dream. Uh, so I, how old were you when you went into wrestling school? I think I started training at like 16 and a yeah. half or something okay. like that. Yeah. I remember asking my mom, we found a place, I found a place on, uh, online called the school of hard knocks in San mm-hmm. Bernardino, California, Jesse Hernandez and Bill Anderson were the trainers. And, uh, Chris Daniels was there at that time. Wow. And, uh, I, I went down there. I asked my mom if, if she would take me and my friend. Okay. So my friend got permission from his, his mom. Mom took us down there, signed us up. And like watched us, you know, do so like this was crazy to me. You know, the ceiling was like so short in the building. So like you couldn't like really you could go to like maybe the second rope and no, no top rope <laughs> jumps, no top rope jumps. But everybody would jump from like the second. You OK. Know? And uh, and this little hole in the wall, dirty as hell. And uh, yeah, learned how, learned how to run the ropes and, wow. you know, do tumbling and, you know, take bumps for the first time. And I was like in heaven, like, I was like, this is, there's no other place that I would rather yeah. be right now than in this ring right now. So I think, uh, so yeah, the first, you know, the first day I fell in love, my friend never came back. Okay. He quit after yeah. he, he thought it was, uh, you know, he wasn't really as into it as he thought he was. And, uh, and then from that day on, you know, I, uh, once I got my license, I, you know, two, three times a week, I drive out to San Bernardino and I would train for two or three hours. And that was all I could think about, you know, through my, my high school days. It was like, I just got to graduate so I can do wrestling. That's did all the people thing. at your school know? Or were you kind of just like the um, wrestling guy that did? Women? I was, I feel like I was always the wrestling guy, yeah. like wrestling kids, you know, our little group, because, you know, you know, we would always watch the pay-per-views yep. and invite people over. Yeah. And, you know, we'd like order pizza and wings and like, you know, watch all of them at that time, the WCW, you know, ECW and, and WWF. And, uh, and then, yeah, I, I, so it, it was no surprise, I think, to people once they learned that, oh, he's wrestling now. Yeah. 
And uh, so, yeah, it was kind of cool. We ended up doing a, a wrestling show actually at my high school. Like and a talent show kind of thing? No, it was like an actual like proper wrestling school, uh, wow. wrestling show, was a wrestling show. So like uh, uh, Jesse had they had a company called EWF Empire Wrestling Federation, okay. and they did a show at the high school. So um, didn't draw very well. Okay, it wasn't it wasn't much of a draw <laughs> back then? Still not a draw now. <laughs> but yeah, but it was cool. It was fun and it was cool to uh, to just kind of do it at yeah. at my local gym. You know. So I can totally relate to being the wrestling kid. Like my friends, they graffitied Owen Hart's name when he passed away on our school and got in trouble for it. Respect. I literally almost got into a fight because I wore an ECW shirt to school and someone yelled at me. They go, this is a WWF school, motherfucker. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. They claimed it was like turf war, dude. It was like <laughs> wow. gang beef, man. Wow. Yeah. Can't wear an ECW shirt here, man. Dude, I would have fought for ECW yeah. probably back then. Dude. I would have drank Polly's Kool-Aid and gotten into a fight and got suspended, <laughs> yeah, exactly. expelled, you know? Same. So, so when did you first start to feel comfortable? Like, when did you first get to, like, um, when did you have your first match? And then when did you first start to, like, really feel confident in your skills? So, I think I started, ha- I had my first match at, like, 17-ish. Okay. Somewhere. So, it was like, I think I trained for almost about a year before okay. I debuted. And then, uh, and then I, you know, it was rough in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very rough. And I, I think I only had maybe like six or seven matches. I was young, you know, yeah. so it was like 17. So there was, there happened to be another guy who was around the same age. So we kind of just wrestled each other. Mm-hmm. We had like basically two kids wrestling each other. So like it was good that he was there because then we were able to work together instead of like wrestling with, you know, some of the other guys who were uh, already pretty experienced. Yeah. So we kind of came up together. And um, so that was, that was cool to have that, uh, this guy's, uh, this guy, Sonny around. And then, um, then I, I started, you know, then it, the opportunity started coming. I met Ricky Reyes, mm-hmm. became Los Cubanitos yep. prior to be changing our name to the Vanna Pitbulls. Yep. And uh, that was like the moment where, you know, I started to come out of my shell, yep. you know, and, and find out who Rocky Romero might be. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, it, it, you don't know anything in those first couple of years. I mean, like, especially for me, I was like so young and the only thing I cared about was just like being in the ring and like doing the stuff that I wasn't really, you know. Uh, like, I, I don't think I ever felt comfortable. It maybe it looked like it, and sure. I think I could play that that act. But I, I don't think I really became comfortable in the ring until like six years later, wow. maybe five okay. years okay. later. You know, I I could say like, oh, I'm really starting to understand sure. what I'm doing, who I am. And I was like, I was a kid, right? So mm-hmm. like, I I didn't know who I was mm-hmm. <laughs> at eighteen, nineteen, yeah. twenty. You know, I grew up in the business, you know, pretty much. And um, but yeah, what, like once I got an opportunity to. Um, to train at the LA Dojo with New Japan. Then I, I started to, you know, I was 21-ish, 2021. And uh, then that's, I, start, I started to kind of put some things together. Uh, went to Mexico, mm-hmm. went for CMLL. That was like a huge experience and kind of opened up my eyes to uh, the potential of, of making professional wrestling like an actual uh, career yeah. as opposed to like the hobby, like realistically. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, Ring of Honor was a great thing that came into my life right around that time. So had some memorable moments there with like Homicide and Loki and yeah. Samoa Joe and, uh, you know, Punk was there and Cabana and you know, mm-hmm. everybody was there. So uh, that was really cool because then it was like guys my age who were starting to make, you know, a, a real shift in the business. You yeah. know, it was about young guys, uh, you know completely about like that generation brian danison obviously and uh 
yeah and then it just kind of like snowballed from yeah there, you know so uh yeah i don't know it's uh it's been a crazy crazy uh 20 plus years how me. old were you when you were able to quit your day job and, and and make a living in wrestling so it's a funny story so like the, i you know i i kind of never really had a job because i started so young yeah so like not that i was making like money wrestling you know i mean it was definitely i yeah. was losing money every time I, but uh, my 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 parents were super supportive you know like we weren't like rich or anything but like my dad uh you know he would always give me like a couple extra bucks like oh where are you going i was like oh i'm gonna go wrestle in arizona you know mm-hmm. and he'd be like you know here's 50 bucks because he knows that he knew i needed it yeah. so he was like super supportive and they were both like well you know if you're not going to go to college and you're not going to you know like you need to put you know your all into it you know so they were just yeah they were like super supportive you know i'd make a couple bucks here and there doing wrestling and i was you know smart with how i used it mm-hmm. put it right back into you know either paying for protein and you know stuff like making that making some gear or something yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 uh, yeah exactly making getting gear made and stuff and uh and and you know when you when you're i was coming up it was all about like try to do it for as cheap as possible mm-hmm. so, so you know whether you're you know you're ordering gear from here and then you're trying to like spray paint your paint your kit yeah, pads you yeah, know or yeah, like whatever yeah. trying to figure out how to make it all work and and still look okay doing it get the discount deal on high spots or something exactly. you know? just get the, <laughs> yeah, the clearance is, items you know this even man i don't even know if high spots was around back then but yeah <laughs> but yeah basically that and um and yeah i was just i was trying to f- navigate mm-hmm. how uh, this professional wrestling world pretty early on and uh it, it was cool to uh to be a part of it yeah nice man so you are someone who has wrestled all over the world, but you've wrestled at the Tokyo Dome. So you got to break it down. None of us here have wrestled in Tokyo Dome. I've never wrestled a match first off, but <laughs> I can just imagine how crazy, like the first time wrestling in the Tokyo Dome, what was that like, man? The first time was a lot of pressure. I don't remember much from the match besides the, uh, it, it, I pretty much blacked out from the, uh, the like the, the entrance on because mm-hmm. they told us like, uh, don't look up. Whatever you do, don't look up. When you okay. get down to the ramp, you know, get on the stage, don't look up because there's going to be so many people. Don't freak yourself out. Yep. You know, this is my first match in J- in Japan for New Japan. And uh, it's like me, Brian Danielson, Ricky Reyes, and TJP. And uh, I think we wrestled Liger, Tiger Mask, and like Kakihara or something like that. Oh, no big deal. Just against Liger. <laughs> just against <laughs> yeah. the legend. Yeah, and, legends, and, right? Jesus. And uh, so, you know, we walk out there, get on the stage. You can't help it, but because there's just a sea of people, the biggest arena I've ever seen in my life, you know, stadium. Yeah. And we walk in, and it's just like... You looked up. Yeah, I looked up immediately. <laughs> and then I was like, uh, shit. <laughs> and then the, it just got real, really fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then from that moment, I kind of just blacked out. I don't remember yep. really much from the match, uh, which happen, happens a lot when you're, I think, um, you're just doing it, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. There's no time for, like... I think like people like, oh, do you, you know, do you have these memorable moments during the thing? And it's just like, you're in that mode and you just have no idea. You come back and you're like, whoa, I, I, I don't remember anything yeah. from, I was just like so involved in Muscle what we reflex. were doing. Yeah. Yes. And doing it. And then it's cool to watch it back and be like, oh, okay. I kind of remember that moment. Now, yeah. You know, like yeah. what, I, what I was feeling. So like, it's cool to be in like certain, um, you know, especially when the pressure's on, I feel like the nerves are high. That's what happens to me. When I, when it's more chilled and relaxed, I feel like I can really enjoy mm-hmm. each moment and being and trying to connect with the crowd. But it's hard to connect with a big crowd like in the Tokyo Dome because it's so big, yeah. you know. Uh, but yeah, even the, they, you know, they gave us a couple tips of like, uh, you know, you, you do a move, 
don't expect that the the you're gonna hear the fans right off the bat. Like like you normally you'll like do a move, you get a quick reaction, right? But the building is so big, yeah. it takes like a split second, you know, for for the reaction to come back. So like I remember I did like a springboard drop kick or dive or something, and I stood up. I was like, yeah, and I was like, oh no, they're not making any noise. They're not making noise. It's going ha- happening so fast in my head, and then it's like. Wow. And then it took you, a while. Yeah, and then you you like feel it come at you. Like, whoa, this Sustained, is yeah. very Delayed different. Reaction, yes, yeah. very different from the you know twenty five people that I I started. I made my debut match in a, a little Mexican restaurant in yeah. Rialto, California. Very different from that. Very different. Very, very different. different. So, um, but yeah, it was a crazy experience. What was cool is I I, I feel I feel like uh, you know just going back to what we were talking yeah. about. Is I, I didn't feel like I was ready mm-hmm. after it happened. I was like, oh, I'm not ready for this type of moment. Yeah. I'm glad I got the 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 experience of having it, but I'm not ready yet. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I I felt like, all right, so like I, I gotta get better. I gotta be better. Yeah. I gotta be more confident. I you know I, I want these moments, but I'm I'm just not there yet. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, that's when they sent me to Mexico, and and I felt like I really started to grow there. Get your reps in, exactly. Get your reps in, exactly. So you know, obviously, you're all over New Japan. You're you're you know uh, you're full time with New Japan, I assume, and and you're on AEW, and and um, but you don't wrestle a ton in like um you know other independent. Uh, companies around the United States because you're so busy, but you make it a priority to come up to Defy. What is it about Defy, and why do you make us a priority? I feel like it's why everybody comes to Defy. Is you know, there's really no other place like it. You know, it's uh, it's that punk rock spirit that I fell in love with as a as a as a high schooler, uh, mixed with my favorite thing in the world, professional wrestling. You yeah. know, so it, it's really got that. I don't know that feel that it's not, it's such a high, a high product, you know, like, like, uh, but it's got that spirit and that soul of like, you know, the things that I fell in love with ECW, you know, like there's that feeling. And, uh, every time you show up here, the crowd is just so into it and, and so excited. And, you know, Washington hall is like one of my favorite places to wrestle. I mean, and I've wrestled in all of them, Cork and, Yep. You know, Arena Mexico. It's a special place, MSG, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, like you can name them all, and there's nothing. You know, there's there's something very, very unique and special about this place, and uh, and you know, everybody who who's a part of the crew, is super professional. So, like, yeah, you come here, and and, and it's a smaller professional wrestling company, but it, it's a, the one of the most professional professional wrestling companies. Yeah. You know, so I enjoy it, and. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they, what's cool, too, is they always seem to put me with people I haven't really wrestled. Cool. So, you know, like even for, uh, tonight wrestling uh, Will Hobbs, never wrestled him in, yeah. in my life. So uh, a little scared. Yeah. He's a big yeah. man. He's a big guy. He's a big man. And uh, but uh, but, yeah, I, I, you know, I wouldn't have gotten this opportunity maybe anywhere else. Maybe not even AEW, yeah. you know, because we're in two different worlds even there. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, I. I, I that's like the artist in me yeah. who wants to do things differently. And I, and I feel like defy is always trying to give each one of us when we come here, like us, you know, something different and let us be an artist in a different way. Like, you know, I know Moxie likes to come here because, yeah. you know, he gets to wrestle people that he wouldn't normally get to wrestle and do things he wouldn't normally get to do because, mm-hmm. and that's what keeps us, you know, passionate and happy, you know, and excited about wrestling, you know? So, um, and Christopher Daniels has had a hell of a year yeah. you know, as far as like the yes. championships and yes. like, his just, he's the biggest piece of, you know, garbage villain, you know <laughs> what I mean? But like, you know, he, he comes here and 
and wrestles, you know, um, maybe different matches than he would have in AEW and stuff. So 100%, I totally understand. 100%. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, CD is is the man, eh? Uh, he's always had a, a huge influence on me since day one. Yeah. I training with him at the uh, school. Literally day one. Yeah. Literally. literally yeah. yeah. So um, it's just really cool to to still be working with him and seeing him. I came here with him today. I mean, he yeah, drove me today. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I was like, hey, can I ride with you? He's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, still even to this day, like, it's cool to be around these guys who, uh, you know, even though I'm 20 plus years in, mm-hmm. it, it, it's still important to me to, you know, to hang out with, you know, somebody who's a veteran like him, oh, yeah. you know, and you, like they're still dropping knowledge on me yeah. even now, you know, which is cool. And I, I just love being around, you know, professional wrestling so much. So uh, it's cool to be in Defy. And to be a part of Defy, and, and I've been, you know, so lucky to have some really, really great matches and really great performances. Like Josh, me versus Josh Alexander, oh, one of yeah. my favorite matches. I maybe, you know, in my career. Uh, so you know that was cool. And uh, yeah, I'm really it's like New to Japan tonight. Impact AEW. We yeah. get some people from you know Mexico. We get some people from Canada. It's like this crazy world where everyone meets up, man. It's, yeah, it's, it's and cool. you think about all the you know great talent that's come out, out of this place, you know, out mm-hmm. of this place, and really define themselves here, like Swerve yeah. and and Darby and Brody uh, had some of his first Brody big matches here. Great, yeah. yeah, some big matches, and now you you know you look at somebody like Nick Wayne, mm-hmm. who's on the come up, yeah. and. Um, you're like, you know, he he very lucky to oh, yeah. have a place oh, like yeah. Defy to his define backyard. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. So yeah, I feel like for a lot of there's a lot of like even big names that I've talked to, yeah. who are always talking about like, oh, I'm gonna, I really want to go do Defy. I want to do yeah. Defy. Uh, so like, it, it's I don't know. It's it's a really special place. It's, it's very cool that um, you know, Defy is just having its its moment. I feel like there's a lot left to give for oh, yeah. Defy. There's a, you know, there's a lot. Cause like it's obviously huge on the West coast and, uh, and you know, I feel like there's people obviously watching it from all over, but, um, but I feel like there's so much more for divide to do, you mm. know, all right. in the future. Nice man. Uh, well, I have two key questions that I always ask to end the interview with man. And, and, you know, we kind of touched on this, but we call the, the fans, the defiance it's, you know, it, they're more than the fans. They're part of kind of a community aspect of everything. You know, the defiance is such a key element to defy in Washington hall, um, in a cheesiest way I can say it, but I'm going to say it. What does the defiance mean to you? What does the defiance mean to me? Well, you know, I, I think the defiance is a very special energy that, uh, you know, you have to be there to really understand, you know, and, and you got to be what what's cool about the defiance is like they're all just living in the moment with you. And mm-hmm. we're all kind of like come together in this, you know, two or three hours that we have every month or so. And uh, man, we're just having the best time of our lives you know for those two or three hours then you go and you can't wait for the next month for that next date yes and then we do it all over again and uh i don't know it's just like very it's a very special community and when you walk in it and you're you're in it with everybody you feel it and you know it you know yeah love it man um last question if you can show us Feel free to show us, but at least tell us the story. So pick a scar on your body. Okay. Tell us the story of how you got it and show us if you can. A scar on my body. I could show you. Yeah. Okay. All right, hold this. All right. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. 
He's got the full New Japan kit, man. Alright, so I got this guy. Okay. Okay, that's gnarly. I'll tell the story. So um, I got that in Mexico, Wrestling Psychosis, the original Psychosis, okay. Nicho. Yeah. And he gave me a Tilt-A-Whirl backbreaker. Jeez. And somehow I got caught on his on his belt. Oh, no. Sliced my arm open. Uh, and no, it wasn't on purpose. It wasn't anything crazy, but... That's like a big, huge scar for like kind of nothing. Wow. Damn. <laughs> so, so, um, and then I've got other stuff going sure. on. You know, of course, I've, uh, you know, I dislocated elbow, dislocated the shoulder, a lot of stuff to this left arm. Uh, but yeah, you know, knock on wood, you know, nothing too, too crazy. Watch out for Psychosis's belt on the, on the rematch. Dude. I know. I know. <laughs> you know, like. Jason has the big knife. Yep, yep. Kruger's got the claw hands. And Psychosis has Psych- the belt. Has a belt. <laughs> Rocky Romero, thanks so All much, right. man. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Yep. Right